welcome to the live podcast. And this is actually episode 14, I believe. 14. I think it is. I have no I'm bad clue. with numbers. So am I. So I the last no one clue. was 13. Just saying. Oh, was it? Because you got me. <laughs> I have no clue. <clears throat> I have no clue what they All are. All right, well. Not anymore. So, well, episode old, 14. But... A new record. New record. New high score. So, um, we are starting new with everything. If you are on our Twitch, make sure you refresh the page or hit play so it'll go again. Sometimes you have to wait for the ad. Other than that, should be running fine. If you can't hear us or you have any sound problems, let us know. Um, other than that, we are pretty much good. I'm trying to see... Okay, uh, we definitely got chat within everything. Yep. And we're at zero viewers by the thing. But it could be the problem. Uh, it looks like Twitch is having an issue right now. Uh, uh, I'm it's gonna twitching? It's twitching. Uh, I've got it back up, so it looks like it's going. Uh, Fat Corby's still here, so okay. thumbs there up. There we go. Yeah, Thank it looks like Corby. I had to refresh the entire page. So if you're there, make sure you refresh the entire page. Um, so this is episode 14. Where we introduced our brand new co-host, Yay! Kathy. Yay! Awesome. So, but before we do that, we have to talk about something that's important, something that helps us keep our bills on, so helps us pay the bills, helps us do things, helps us get everything done. And Mr. John Spencer, would you like to take that over? God, you caught me just trying to uh, post that we're <laughs> live on Facebook. I know. I figured I'd get you on that one. So Tell that's me our patron account. What is our patron account? <laughs> Good lord, do I know? <laughs> yes, you do know. That's Patreon something something dot com. <laughs> it's www.patreon.com. Probably slash more than dice, but what are our rewards? <laughs> Man, you can't you can't throw it on me like oh, I'm trying to promote it. You can't you, you can't quit throw sl- me under the bus like that. Quit slacking. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually anti-slacking. I'm trying to get people to come watch. <laughs> Multitasking. Poorly, apparently. Um, uh, uh, so, uh, <laughs> Patreon.com, uh, come support us uh, at the... God, I don't remember. You changed all the levels. I don't remember. I was going to say all the levels, levels, but... Oh, so... <laughs> At uh, at at one dollar level, you get to listen to the pre ramble. We get that. Uh, you can come check that out. We send that to you every week. Um, at the two dollar level, in addition to wonderful solo podcasts and videos by myself and Kathy, you also get the uh, wonderful more than dice games. No, more than dice, 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 <laughs> more than more dice, than dice, 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 and, dice. They're nice, cool blue dice with the More Than Dice logo on the 6 because you put the logo on the 6 because the dice want to show you the cool thing on them. If you put it on the 1, it wants to show you the cool thing and you roll more 1s, and that is not good except in very rare cases. So, you get those, and uh, then uh, is it the higher level? You get... uh, God, you did change it up, actually. I did give you one, but there was difference. Uh, 
So at uh, at fifteen dollars per episode, which would be we don't do more, we don't charge for more than four episodes a month, generally speaking. Uh, you would get the raffle for one of the managers at Kathy Paints, and if you've seen her butcher's goalposts, you know that she is super legit and super sweet. Yes, and her stuff is meaty. It is very meaty. And apparently, if we get five patrons to put twenty dollars each, Kathy will wrap Will Smith's Wild Wild West <laughs> on tape. <laughs> she will do it live on the podcast. Yes, and yes, I will. That's a true story. I can't promise to do it well, but I'll give it a shot. That's right. And you so, kill me. Apparently, on five dollars is when we get the uh, everyone gets the free Kathy and me. You get Kathy's video on painting and such, and uh, you get my minis and movies uh, bonus cast. You, you get me, Gonzo. Stop that. Minis <laughs> and movies. <laughs> oh, I have to keep you on your toes. You know that. I worked more this week than I had off this week. That's, oh, that's I know. Bad math. My brain is. It's okay. I can't make that sound again. Don't try. That's what makes you so entertaining. <laughs> that and alcohol, I'm sure. <laughs> so, so, with that, guys, go. the patron is very important to us. It helps us pay the bills, helps us keep us going. Uh, and every bit we take in, uh, we send it either A, pay bills, or B, give you all something in return. So, because uh, I'm going to have to eventually pay Kathy to paint miniatures. I mean, yep. she she she's actually pretty good, so we'll have yeah. to wait and see. Yeah. Um, other than that, Kathy, this is your first full podcast, right? Yes, yes it is. So, we're going to have to have you lead off on... Um, what are you drinking today? I have a variety of things next to me, starting with water. What? I have also French vanilla hot tea. Oh. And I'm drinking a uh, rum and Coke Zero Sugar. And surprisingly, rum goes really well with Coke Zero Sugar. (laughs) Or maybe not surprisingly. Rum and Coke's pretty standard, uh, but uh, super legit. (laughs) So with that said... John, what are you drinking today? Well, uh, I'm going to start off. I've got a shot of something new I bought that's called American Honey, which is a honey uh, honey liqueur infused with whiskey, because you know how I like whiskey-infused yeah. stuff. You're going to get and, mad at me. Oh, am I? Yes. That's probably not. <laughs> and, and I'm following it up with a, uh, a nice heaping mug of uh, uh, Southern Comfort Cherry. Uh, I had to get a new bottle because I finished the last one. Does uh, it taste like NyQuil? Uh, it actually does. It, it tastes Nyquil, but less medicine-y. It's, I can't. I can't even. It's got that Nyquil-y cherry, that that sort of cherry hit to it, but it's less medicine-y. It's very, very good. And then I mix it with uh, cherry coke because I want to double down on cherry and get a little Ooh. cola in there. To... Oh, I could see that. Yeah, I've done it with Dr Pepper. You kind of lose a little bit there, so I did the cherry coke. I might try regular coke next time, or I might just drink it straight because it's one of the few I. Drank the rest of the bottle in our last role-playing session. <laughs> I am bad. Which, uh, we got to talk about that, though. We do have to talk about that. i got a whole bunch right here on this little recorder that I have to upload and give to you when I decide to have time. What? Yeah, you have to have time sorry. to do that? <laughs> yeah, it takes time. And brain power. I, I need the brains. You need uh, the brains. Gonzo, what are you drinking? 
Oh, well, I'm actually a little under the weather today, so I'm definitely having some water. I gotta have and some water. And bourbon? Um, well, not technically. I mean, I'm actually, well, there's a story behind this. So let me do the story first, and then I'll talk about what I'm drinking. Um, at MomCon, there was a Canadian that was trying to play Ship Captain Crew, and he didn't have the money. So I sponsored him, and <laughs> I took the money and threw it down the table. I says, you get to play, and I'll sponsor you. And if you win, you can keep all the winnings, but you owe me a bottle of something. And he's like, okay. And, of course, he won, so he kept the money. I don't know how much he made. I didn't care. But, um, so, he came back, of course, the War Machine Weekend, because he was in the qualifier, and it was Josh Bates, and so I have my own personal bottle of Sword of Liege. Ooh! <sighs> so, uh, Breakfast whiskey. Uh, I, yes. I don't hate you, because we can actually get that locally. Uh, as a matter of fact, on the most recent episode of, uh, uh, the Adventures of Sewer Bear, we actually talk about that a little bit because uh, Not Brushhead Dave uh, wishes to, uh, is going to get some. He sees an excuse to go, you know, 45 minutes to go drive and get it. Let's see. So I have a full bottle of that, but I'm not going to be drinking the full bottle. I've got just a little, you know, a small bit because I want to make sure that I'm doing okay. So other than that, so cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Oh, damn, that's good. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, I drank a lot of it at War Machine Week in this last week, so... This is, this is the part of the podcast where we all smack our lips. Ah, sorry, it's... it's <laughs> drinking's important. It's part of what we do. Yes, very much so. If you guys are really lucky, I won't start one of my Tootsie Pops while I'm on the podcast. <laughs> and by real lucky, I mean I'm not going to. That's really rude. <laughs> So, so, Gonzo, do you have waffles to dip in your sortilage? Oh, no. my God. Eggos and sortilege? Right? I'm fucking in. I'm in. <laughs> I do have waffles, but not right now with me. I'm trying to be kind of, you know... Waffles I've been kind of a, under the weather. Champions. Holy moly. Just saying, Oh, yeah. Sunday. I... All right, next Sunday, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll take some waffles instead of putting peanut butter and syrup on it. I'll just dip it in that and eat it. Sounds good to me. I will be fucked up for that. <laughs> are, are, are you driving afterwards? Because if no. not, okay. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> no, I am not. So, we have a pretty packed podcast today. One, we got our Ask Kathy questions. So, if anybody's listening, Wait, Ask can Kathy. you enunciate that? <laughs> Oh, ask Kathy. There's two K's in that hurricane to see. Sorry. And we're going to talk about War Machine Weekend, um, which if you didn't get to go or got to go, you'll understand. And then we also have um, Company of Iron. We'll do a Company of Iron review. And we'll talk about Adventures of Sewer Bear. Oh, and I uh, I had the uh, Adepticon planning meeting today wherein I got some Necromunda stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, we got to we gotta talk about that. Kathy is privy to some Necromunda stuff, so and we're going to try to put her up on there so you can kind of see what she's doing and uh, playing with them, if she can. Can you? 
I'm sure I sure I can. I'm just going to be cutting stuff off of sprues, uh, but I can hold it up to the camera. <laughs> yeah, what we'll do is what, whenever we get it, I will uh, set up an, a camera and try to make you the largest part of the screen, so people can see that. Yes, big old fish face. Don't kiss the camera. <laughs> so, other than that, let's go and get started with our big one. What do you want to start with first, John? Uh, God, well, we'll start with uh, War Machine Weekend. That's the big one, right? No, that's the most awesome one. That okay, looked a like a lot of fun. I, actually, how was the videos? How were the live stuff that I did? Did it come through pretty good? Uh, yeah. I was role-playing. Role I didn't get them. Sorry. John, you're so fired. Uh, <laughs> I haven't even had uh, to uh, listen. Wait, wait, we were it. supposed to watch that? No, you were just supposed to make sure it went through. <laughs> uh, I actually did watch a couple of them. In there, no, but... it looked fun, yeah. Oh, I had a blast. I mean, I love War Machine Weekend. It's my must-go-to every year, uh, the last con of the year. Um, it was it was pretty packed. Um, we had quite a bit going on. Um, we had to change up a few things because we had very little, very, very little, I mean, small amount of helpers this year oh um because since the press gangers were disbanded yeah you you got to find actual helpers yeah so a lot of people we didn't have a lot of people helping out which is okay um we still had everything running everything went okay um i know a lot of people weren't going to volunteer because well they're probably not going to get compensated for anything although we did get compensated um just not compensated like when Privateer Press did it. Yeah, it's more difficult, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I would press gang and give my points, and I would be like four or five hundred points for that weekend mm -hmm. type thing. And, of course, now it's gone, so we got something else, which is still cool. Um, tournament went really well. Um, the I have to shout out to my girl Erica for running the scrambles. And at one point, she was doing... A 64-man scramble. Holy uh, crap, that's not a scramble. That's an actual tournament. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, what it was well, is they were, they were doing a pods, and they were doing pods for a King of the Hill tournament, and, like, the winner of the scramble got put in, and then, you know, they were you would bracket up until you win. Her and Brad uh, worked it together. She did a lot of the organizing and stuff and making sure everything. I mean, really, you shouldn't have any rules during a scramble questions, but she uh -huh. knocked it out of the park really cool. Uh, awesome. She worked the entire weekend, like morning till we were done at night. Um, so she rocked it out. And she's new uh, to the game, right? That's really good. Yeah, I mean, like I said, she was kind of concerned about rules questions, but she just pawned it off to someone else. <laughs> way, to, way to delegate, Erica. Remember the easiest thing about rules questions? Just make a ruling with sound that, that, that you believe in your heart. And you're you're in charge. If they wanted to pick it up, if they had actual physical proof otherwise... They wouldn't need you. You just you just make a decision and go with it, and then after Sounds the tournament, confident. they can talk to you about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Um, but let's see. After that, let's see. The old man tournament went really well. I actually asked a friend of mine, because uh, we had an odd number of people, and mm -hmm. I was like, okay, mm, would you mind playing in this? I'll give you the dice. I know you're not 40, but I would rather not have an odd person, because I'm trying to help out and everything. And so it was it was no big deal. It was a good friend of mine from uh, Little Rock, Hain. And uh, he joined in. Of course, I gave him dice for playing, and it was fun. Uh, but what I got more than anything was everybody else wanted to play in it because of all the different uh, objectives. 
Uh, people were like, I want to play in something like this. I go, well, you got to be 40 or older. And they were like, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, well, you then you got to have order... some kind of bonus for making it past 40. Or you well, need to convince one of the guys to to make something similar for the young guys. Guess who's going to be doing that? <laughs> We're already in talks about doing like the middle age madness. Middle uh, age madness. I like yeah. it. You got to make some of the some of the the objectives a little different for each one because oh know, yeah 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 the middle age guys gonna run around more for that than than us old guys. Well, I mean, actually, it's not millennial madness. No, no millennial madness. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we may do that too. Well, middle, but, middle age madness is better. Forty middle age with us. Well, yeah, we could do that. Do the millennial madness and make it so they didn't have to be there. Um, but one thing I was thinking about was like the old man tournament. One of the objective is hire a millennial to play your game <laughs> <laughs> for one round, but he has to play your game. So they got to flip and flop. You know, something maybe something like that. I was thinking that was one of the objectives, just to have it. But so I mean, everybody liked it. Are chicks over forty allowed to participate? Hell yes, we had I mean, one. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. The old we, man game. No, it's not an old man game. We do drink a lot, though. I mean, we started at eleven o'clock and you know finished off a whole huge wait, bottle of wait. Alcohol. You guys were at a convention and you were drinking a lot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was uh, say uh, the one time I was at War Machine Weekend, I drank more than I ever have in my life before. Oh, that's what War Machine Weekend's known for—is for the alcohol. <laughs> and damn it, if Menachem didn't leave me watching the Turkish Star Wars alone to go play in that <laughs> role-playing game, that bastard! <laughs> I never forget. I feel like we need to compete for that title at Adepticon now. The drinking or old yeah, man? The drinking. Oh, see, here's the thing about War Machine Weekend. It starts before even the convention starts, and then we have a social hour now <laughs> on the first day where we all drink some more. I think we had like 15 bottles of alcohol on the back table, and we were all trying like different levels of sort of liege, you know, bourbon. This guy brought homemade mead. Oh, oh awesome. man, that was that was a social hour that you that I posted so, up at one point. So, Kathy, the one time I went. Uh, Chili Winters rolled in at about 4 o'clock. Uh, said hi. He was too drunk to go to dinner with John and I two and a half hours later or so. That's like every, that's like every convention I've ever been to, though. Oh, it was impressive. Like, I, like, I, I like had a beer or two because Nathan Hoffman's like, here, how you doing? Uh, sit down, play a game, and have, here's some beer. I'm like, this is great. There was there was one year at Adepticon I didn't have uh, plans to participate in any of the events, and I ended up going to and this is when it was at the Weston Lombard, mm-hmm. and they had this Harry Carey Bar and Grill there, and I would go there with people, and we would all sit and eat and drink and everything, and everybody would leave, and while I was leaving, I would run into some other people that I know, <coughs> and go back. Go back. And sit yep. and eat and drink, and when they were done, I would leave, and I would end up running into more people that I knew, and go back in with them and sit and eat and drink, and that was like my entire weekend. <laughs> Just think of that of War Machine weekend, but no eating. <laughs> oh, God, I can't yeah. not eat. That's pretty much how it is. Everybody brings like snacks and stuff just to make sure, but yeah. no, there's a 
crap ton of drinking. Uh, they have to actually put a sign on the War Machine Weekend Facebook page. Hey guys, yeah, you can drink, just don't like walk in with a keg, or you know, keep everything brown <laughs> bag. They would. <laughs> just, just don't they be would. puking all over the hotel for crying out loud. Oh, that's oh. that's happened. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Let's see what else happened. Um, Colossal Wrestling went off, which was a yes. really big hit. Oh my God! Uh, I Jeff everything Easterman. involved with that. Hell, catch up, Easterman. Uh, he was amazing. He okay that day. He was running the Youngblood tournament, but he dressed up as Macho Man Randy Savage and stayed in glorious. character the entire day. Nice. The, he didn't break character once, except for to answer a question because someone said, "Hey, can you break character for a second? Because I want to know where you got those glasses." And they go like, <laughs> "Okay, I got them here." And then he was right back in it. So, and he also won the Explosive Award. So, cheers, that is Jeff. awesome. Jeff. Jeff is an amazing human being. Uh, um, but, and that, that went off really well. Um, we only had like 12 people that played in it. But yeah, as we but started, that's about right for an event like that. I mean, yeah. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad. We needed, um, but people came in and were like, what is this? I'm like, this is Colossal Wrestling. They were like, oh, are y'all doing this again tomorrow? Uh, no, I'm sorry, we're not doing it tomorrow. Like, <laughs> do you care if we like borrow the rules so we can play it over here? I'm like, no, go right ahead. Yeah, go right uh, ahead. So that actually was a, a bigger hit than I thought it was going to be. Um, let's see. Uh, LCQ went good. Um, the main tournament really went really well. Uh, we actually tried something different this year, um, where the only people that could be at the table were the judges and the players. Uh, no, like, booze and, you know, no no girlfriends sitting next to the table because there was a lot of people last year that were complaining that the tables were too crowded. And yeah. That people were sitting next to the tables could interfere incorrectly or accidentally. Yeah. And so... Or, we, or accidentally on purpose. Exactly. There was that... that went on last year um, and so we kept our way back about six feet um, but I think what we're going to do next year hopefully we're, we're still discussing it we're still going to try to have it where there's not going to be a lot of people crowding the tables but angle the table so people can see it differently um, so it's a little bit easier on everybody um, but that went off really well uh, all the painting went off really well some amazing painters um, and you can see it on their Facebook page. They've got an album of all their stuff. I mean, there was a guy that took, um, oh, what's the battle engine for Convergence? The Transfinite Emergence Projector? Yes, uh, the TEP. Uh, he changed it and made the TEP into a roller skate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was a roller skate, and it had a bow on it, and... The little pods that came off were like ice cream cones <laughs> and sundaes. It was amazing. I mean, it was a really cool conversion. That sounds fun. Um, which was really neat. Um, the guy that won it overall it painted this incredible Borka bust. Um, there was a lot of hobby stuff going on. Uh, Andy said that the hobby room was the largest he's ever seen it all year. Awesome. So that was That's good. That's I, and, and of course, Andy's always there, you know, fixing models or you know doing whatever he needs to. And I, I love when I see that the hobby room goes really well. Um, I didn't get to hear about, excuse me, I didn't get to hear about the um, RPG. Uh, so I don't know the 
vendor room went really well. Uh, the VIP went really smooth. Took a little while because Privateer Press forgot to bring their money bags. <laughs> so they didn't have money until the next day. So everybody either, well. had to, either had to have exact cash or use a credit card. But it went all right. Um, <laughs> there was uh, Erica just sent me a picture of the uh, of the TEP. Oh, it did is, you? Yeah, it's Amazing. awesome. I'm gonna. I'm posting that on our page. Yeah, oh, go definitely. Because I want to see uh, that. Yeah, now, that were amazing. there a lot of armies or what do you call them? Crews, uh, gangs. I uh, see. Armies. I don't play War Machine, so you know. Um, so were there a lot of themed ones like that? Um, not really. Um, Privateer Press has a really strict order on their conversion policy, um, and it's really, really strict. Um, very little gets away. Um, most people, and, and the reason why it's like that is for the simple fact that it is if they stream or whatever. Oh, I mean, yeah, most yeah. people wouldn't have cared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Between streaming and between the tournament focus of the game, it's really important to not have questions arise like that in the middle of a game. Correct. But well, for I the most part, I see it being a, like a what you see is what you get, and all of a sudden, yeah. You don't don't know what what their thing is. Yeah. Yeah. WYSIWYG's important for uh, for a game like this. Yeah. With a, with a high uh, high gotcha factor factor. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, like I said, his shoe thing that would have been no problem whatsoever. It would have been. Yeah. Because most people all the whole cared. model. It's super awesome. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else? Um. Everything seemed to run pretty smooth. A lot of people said it was their best one yet. Um, because everything was really smooth, even with the low amount of uh, volunteers we had. Um, but next year is the 15th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, I'm I am so uh, ready for that. So uh, are they looking for more volunteers? Always. We're always okay. looking for volunteers. All right. Um, and usually volunteers... you. you you get a little something now. Uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen next, last year, or next year. This year, we got all the volunteers, or I'm not sure how he, how he decided who got this, but we got the lock and load Corby, um, and the 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 mercenary mechanic. Oh yeah, yeah, Colby, yeah, Colby, not Corby, Colby. Um, the lock and load version of her. It's an alt sculpt, and cool. the company of iron special card. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. The scrap dude, scrappy yeah. thing. And so scrappy we got that scraps. I feel like I'm gonna have to learn this game, you know, just so I can I, speak your lingo. I think <laughs> what you should probably do is is play Company of Iron, which is a good segue into jumping into Company of. Actually, now hold on. I, I just need no, to wait. find some people to play that. I know they're gonna have it at Adepticon. Oh yeah. So yeah. I mean, Adepticon is still a 40k show first and foremost, and it is the 40k show first and foremost. It, it they, is, they, but I can tell you about some of the other tournaments that that you can expect to find there too, from yeah, all they, the different companies. They do a great job of getting everyone involved in that. I've always been, I've been impressed since their inception of them being willing to add any other game in there. I've, you know, hats off to those guys. I remember yeah. when they just started, and they've, they've well, done a great just, job. They were a bunch of uh, 40k geeks that wanted to have their own tournament, and that was the genesis of it. They're like, nobody has, nobody has a convention, so why don't we start one? Yeah, Games Day had just, sort of uh, dropped off the map, unfortunately. It just kind of grew and expanded, and uh, 
you know, now you've got Guild Ball, you've got Infinity, you've got mm -hmm. War Machine and Hordes, and Malifu now you've got, you know, you've got Mal Malifo Malifux. Um, <laughs> you've got, uh, you know, a Blood Bowl tournament that was there long before uh, they reintroduced, that Games Workshop reintroduced Blood Bowl. You've, you've got Bolt Action and other Warlord games now. Um, Mantic has their tournaments there for like Kings of War and stuff like that. So it's you got Wrath of Kings and huge, yeah. There's yeah, there's a bunch of cool mini, uh, cool mini or not uh, kind of games and. Well, I know last this year was my first year to go, and it was something I had planned on going, and then life happened, and then everybody's like, "No, you're still going," and so I went, and I am so glad I went. Uh, one. Now, I, I like they had they had like Star Wars, the X Wing games, and all that stuff, and everything. I went there primarily for the War Machine hordes, but in between like rounds or whenever I wasn't doing tournament, I went to everybody else's stuff. Like I went to the Infinity tournament to watch there. Mm -hmm. Went through the 40k. Went through the uh, Age of Stigmar. Everything just so I could watch, and of course hit the vendors, and then I hit the was it the Saturday night or whatever Friday night where they let people sell their own stuff. The garage oh, the, sale. The, the bits oh. dash, and that's Friday and Saturday night. Yeah. Well, oh, I'll tell you, cool. I went there, and I will go back just for that, because I had a guy that held up a bag of Kador stuff and shook it at me, <laughs> and he goes, $5. <laughs> and I look, I peeked in, looked at it, it says, deal, picked it up, and walked away. Uh-huh. So for $5, I got a Butcher 1, a full new plastic unit of Man of War Shock Troopers. Right. A full unit of Iron Fang Pikeman metal with UA, uh, another Sorsha one. I mean, I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll take this. So for five bucks, I got like a ton almost, of stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, like 90 bucks worth of models. Yeah, yeah. That, and that happened, uh, I think, the first year that Jim and I went, which was like 05 or something like that, 07. Uh, it was a while ago, and uh, and they had that, and we picked up a, a ton of stuff because there were just, just people who are just getting rid of the stuff they don't use anymore. Mm -hmm. I felt bad because there was this one lady there last year. She was selling all of her husband's stuff. I guess he had passed away, uh -huh. and so she was selling all of his war machine stuff to pay bills. And they were like, she she picked up a whole, you know, tray of you know foam tray. Uh, space Marines that had like a Terminator squad and you know Captain and it was all this stuff and she's like ten bucks. Ooh. I'm like, lady, you need to charge a whole lot yeah, more than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was it was something, dude. Um, I definitely I've actually I won't go to Gen Con. I'll go to Adepticon now, just for yeah. Now. Well, you know, and it's focused on tabletop war games. I mean. They do have a board game library, so if you want to play board games, you can, you know, check out one of the board games and play in that dedicated area, mm -hmm. you know, and they have the hobby seminars and all that stuff, you know, for for, for miniature painting, and of course, Fort Wapple, if you just want to hang out and paint miniatures all weekend, <laughs> but, but it's, you know, it's first and foremost, it's a tabletop wargaming convention, so yeah. that's what's in the dealer's room, you know, is miniatures. Yeah, and it was actually, like I said, the dealers and all that was really good. 
Um, there wasn't a lot of high pressure sales type stuff. There was a lot of conversation. And there were some people I was like, uh, yeah, your game is like, no. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go there's to another that, one. Then there's like, oh my god, this game that I've never heard of before is amazing, like Arena Rocks. Although uh, their models are so delicate, but, but their game is fun. Their game is amazing. Their biggest problem with the whole thing is, one, their models are so delicate and everything. They're so pretty, though, aren't they? Oh, they're amazing. I have... <laughs> I have a, I have all three of the sisters, and mm-hmm. I want them painted up so bad. I actually need to sell my Arena Rex just so I can have some extra cash. Yeah. But I mean that game that game's amazingly fun. Uh, if you haven't played it, you should. Yes. So what else is going to happen? I already got my hotel room booked for Adepticon, and I'm already on the way. Kathy, you got anything you want to tell us about Adepticon? Um. Since you're into it more than no. us, it sounds like you're part of the board. Or committee. So, uh, so their uh, registration is going live next Friday. Friday the 17th at 8 p.m. Uh, you want to register uh, for any of these fantastic tournaments that we were just talking about from all these different companies. Uh, that's when you want to get to it because they do tend to be booked up really fast. Mm-hmm. Especially anything that uh, the GW stuff fills up very fast. Yes. Um, and the dates for it are March 22nd to 25th in 2018. So, you know, next Friday, I, 8 o'clock, be there. I actually, I actually have it on my calendar to go yeah. and get my tickets. Buy I can't plan that tickets. far ahead. Oh, my God. I don't know. It's less than a week, John. No, no, I meant no. planning to see if I can actually go oh, to Oh, like March. with work and stuff? That sucks. Yeah, well, it's 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 a lot of work, a lot of funds. Gotta make sure funds are good, and that's... Oh, that, yeah. Always the biggest <laughs> problem. Yeah, I always made sure to... Uh, that was the one convention that I actually took days off of work to go to. Because that one, I mean... Events actually start on Wednesday night at that one. I mean, technically, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But really, events start on Wednesday night. Yeah, I think I should probably start small and actually go to the one in my backyard, basically, down in Virginia, Novo. And I should probably start with that, but (laughs) Uh, I'm terrible. Yeah, because I I actually... Definitely, I mean, I'm definitely going to hit Adepticon. I mean, like I said, I got my hotel room ready to go. Um, it'll be one of my cons that I don't have to do anything but play games. Mm-hmm. So I'm super yes. excited about it. So, other than that. Um, what else? You got anything else no. you want to tell us about Adepticon? No, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'll have more in later episodes because... You know, next month there's another meeting, so stay tuned. Rock and roll. All right, so <laughs> let's go ahead, Kathy. You want to go ahead and get your camera set up so you can um, we can see what you're working on, and that way we can ask you questions while you're working <laughs> <laughs> and All get right. that going. And while you're doing that, we're going to go talk about Company of Iron. Company um, of Iron. I, I actually got a few games into that, and what that game is actually pretty legit. 
looks it. I've, I it, haven't bought it yet. Uh, like I said in the pre-ramble, uh, uh, they didn't have any at the store, so I spent the uh, available funds on 40k instead. And uh, but uh, still looking at it, it looks it looks super cool. It was actually really good. Um, I guess you really don't want to do a tournament with this. You really want to just do it as a good fun game. You could play it in 30 minutes, no problem. Um, once you learn the rules. And the rules are pretty simple for the most part. It's standard War Machine rules, but instead of a model dying, you roll a d6. On a 1 to 2, it's out of the game. On a 3, 4, it's bleeding. And on a 5, 6, it's just knocked down. So, I mean, it's pretty easy and legit there. Um, I'm going to actually go to a different cam so we can try to get more. John, I'm going to make you a little bit smaller and such. Uh, I'm going to put Kathy in there a little bit bigger. Oop, wrong thing. I don't know uh, if this is working or not. I'm trying <laughs> to make it dramatic. Yeah, we're going to try to we're going to try to get where Kathy has a lot more area. I'm not sure how interesting me cutting uh cutting oh. plastic off of sprues and gluing it together will be, but you know. We're going to try I'll to do it. I'll be doing that. Well, we got to try working can... it anyways to show more uh all right, hold on a second. We're going to get rid of some of this stuff. Boom. Do I just scoot this way? Scoot that way? Scoot that I'll wait way. till you're done. I'll wait <laughs> till you're done, then I'll scoot. And then I'll just move it again. You know me. I yeah. cares not. Fair. <laughs> tell us when you're ready, Kathy. That way you can also tell us what's on the sprue, too. Yeah. All right. That I'm adjusting my uh, my focus here a little. Whoop. Whoop. How does that look, guys? Uh, it's a little fuzzy. Maybe Better, do you, worse? no worse, worse. There we go. There we go. Uh, All right. Uh, uh, wrong, wrong, wrong. Go back a little bit. There. Do you, nope, that's worse. <laughs> Look at your camera while you're doing it. I'm doing the. Uh, I took it off of autofocus, so I'm actually uh, focusing. You know that better. There, there, right there. Don't move it. All right. Yeah. So it was like it's a slide bar, you know, <laughs> yes. and I'm trying to stop it. So now I'm like, let's see, my brightness is it? Could it go darker? Do you like more that contrast? No, that looks good. Yeah, and those guys are big. I'm interested in them being space queen size. They really are. Yeah, I was I was surprised. <clears throat> are they going 25s or do they have uh, 32? So they have. They have the. Uh, they have the. Uh, 32-millimeter 30, base, and they come with all these, like, Mechanicum kind of... Let's see, the bag says uh, Necromunda Zone Mortalis bases. Oh, cool. So, they're uh, 15 by 25-millimeter... No, there's, there's 15 25-millimeter bases, 10 32-millimeter bases. So, these are the 32, of course. Um, they have... Uh, let me see if I can... Can you see the design on this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's good on the. It's yeah, good on the. Yeah, there's a. So you get ten of these, and there's five different uh, designs in all. It looks mm -hmm. like <clears throat> they're really. Those are going to be fun to paint. I yeah, can see all really kinds cool. of uh, cool uh, tech colors and stuff. Although I feel like it is more like uh, the tech uh, mechanicum kind of bases rather than something seedy from the underhive. 
Well, remember, it's all it's all a big, you know, under parts of a hive city is still, you know, part of a giant city that's built upwards and upwards and upwards over millennia. That's true. So it does kind of fit. So, so yeah, there's a. Uh, so both of the sprues are the same sprue, but you've got different options. So yeah. you'll have like two of the same body, but then you you put a different gun on it and stuff. Like, so much uh, better than the old single medals and the uh, oh the, my uh, god, yeah, the special but games it, uh, intermediate ones where they had metal bodies with alternate weapons. Way better than that, even too, which is it, cool. It is super fiddly though, like Malifaux fiddly. Like okay. I, I sent I sent the guys a picture of uh, one of the faces. I'm looking at the expression on the face, and the camera won't pick it up. It's too tight. Well, I'll hold it up. I don't think you can see it. Never know. No, it's just gonna be. But anyways, I look at the face and I'm like, that guy looks like he needs to be smoking a cigar. I should green stuff like a, star, a, a cigar in. Mm -hmm. And I look down like a quarter of an inch to the left of him, and there's a tiny little thing. And I realize that's the cigar that's supposed to be in his face. So good job, Games Workshop. Can you put put it on the on the your and point it out? But put it down on the table and point it out to us. <laughs> Alright, let me find it again. Okay. So it's... There's the guy's face. Uh -huh. And there's this tiny little <laughs> cigar. So how many guys uh, does it come with? One, two, three, four, five... So ten. Well, ten guys. There's ten bases, so ten guys. Okay. Um, but like I said... Uh, Two of the same body for each pose. Now, did you? Did, I guess you got one half of the box, and someone else got the other half of the box. Yeah, my buddy Dave is uh, is putting together the Escher. And, yeah. Uh, so I mean, he used to play. He used to play uh, old school Necromunda back in the day. So he was very excited. Yeah, Necromunda was one of my favorites. I ran a very long, long league for. Uh, uh, mostly games workshop employees back in the day at the uh, Glen Burnie Battle Bunker uh, the HQ way back. It was super cool. We did lots of lots of weekly. We'd, we'd play games during the week. Then on Fridays, I would post a new uh, uh, newsletter and have a cool scenario that I would run for everyone for that day. It was it was really awesome. Cool. Got a question for you? Did they let you have the rules? Um, no. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry, right? I, I, didn't, I, was, I, didn't... I was able to fondle the rules briefly, but I did not get to take them home with me. So I cannot yeah, I answer any rules questions. Sorry, John. Yeah, I didn't get in early enough to the store uh, after work on uh, Saturday to take a look at the rules. Uh, not Brush Head Dave had, the, had them in his hands already. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's, there's actually some questions about the rules that some people are kind of upset with about it, um, but they're not sure because I haven't seen the full rules yet. Well, because right. remember, there's two rule books too. There's the basic rule book, which is, you know, 2D play, and then there's Gang War, which has the experience campaign system and 3D rules for 3D play. Yes. So it looks like they're making it like one of their box games, like uh, Overkill or one of those games, and then adding on a supplement to make it more like Old Necromunda, which is what I hope. I was a little I, worried I, myself. I, I mean, Necromunda was my favorite GW game of all time because I liked it because you had a small amount of guys 
and then you had um, this game combat that things happened from game to game. Mm-hmm. My guy got hurt, so oh, he didn't die. He lived, but now he's crazy, so he berserks and goes chasing after everybody. I was like, that's amazing! You know, stuff like that. He he got a leg wound, and now he's a little slower, so... Yes. Get him that long-range weapon, yeah. Yeah, and and, and I loved that. That was more... I mean, I loved that aspect of the game. Um, But somebody was saying that they're kind of worried that it's going to be a short-range combat, that there's not going to be any long-range combat, which could be. I don't know. I haven't seen the rules. I don't know. I mean, there's guys with bolters. Yeah. It's not like they have LAS cannons, but, you know, <laughs> who in the Underhive is going to have a LAS cannon anyways? You'd never buy a LAS cannon because of the Emerald back in the day. Well, you would also... What about what about the one guys... Uh, what were the gr- the people that were, like, super rich teenagers? And you had, oh, like... The, uh, Vanna, Vanna no, he's like Spryers. Spryers. Oh, no. Yeah, the Spires. Yeah, it was like super rich teenagers that had like the most advanced technology, but you only brought like three of them because yeah. they were so powerful. Yeah, not mm-hmm. Prussia. Dave played them for a bit. Then uh, they had some. They were great in single games. But when I ran the you know like multiplayer games, the, he got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, because he didn't have anything to back him up with. No, it was, but it was funny. It's still funny. See, I played the Redemptionists, and I, I gave those away recently to someone because they have been wanting them. And uh, stuff. Been I liked Redemptionists because they were just crazy religious zealots that had miniature uh-huh. flamethrowers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, flamethrowers are awesome. Condors are not nearly religious enough for you. Well, let us show you the Redemptionists. <laughs> They're like religious to the next level. So, but all right. Well, Kathy's cutting this out. Kathy, every once in a while, tell us what you're cutting out so we can see it. But I want to go back to the Company of Iron uh, review. Yes. Yes. Um. Because this game is actually really solid. Privateer Press, really, if I want to teach anybody how to play the game of War Machine, I'm going to show them Company of Iron first. Mm-hmm. If they want to play larger regimental stuff, yes, I'll show them You know the, the typical style of War Machine Hordes. But Company of Iron was amazing to play. The scenarios were really good. And you roll off for scenarios, you roll off deployment... And they really thought about... I mean, there's some stuff that they're still working out on how to do. Um, like, if you have ambush or advanced deploy on a model, mm-hmm. um, not every, not the, the entire unit doesn't get it. Only, like, one model out of it gets it. Um, then, um, advanced deploy, only one model gets it. You play alternating models. So, if you have a unit of five... I move a model, do what I want with that model. You move a model, you do what you want. And go back and forth. Uh, it The game does kind of punish you for taking super powerful stuff. Um, like I made a Kador list that was the Manowar Kovnik, the min unit of Manowars, and five and, and one unit of Chaosi Eliminators. And I was down to one card draw every turn. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, those cards... You live and die by those cards, a hundred percent, because you have two. You have the cards, and they have a top part and a bottom part. Top part is the command card, and you can only use that once around. You only play abilities from that side once around, unless you have an ability that lets you do different. Um, and then you got the bottom part, and those you can play as many of those as you have. So in one turn, you could play all four of your cards as long as you use the bottom stuff. 
Um, and it's like boost and attack roll, boost and damage roll, boost and attack roll, boost and damage roll, you know, stuff like that. Um, scenarios are really cool. Um, one of them, uh, Erica played one where it was um, the guys that deployed on the outside had to kill all the guys on the inside. Hmm. Um, so if one person was alive on Erica's team, she won. So she cleaned an area and off, and then ran. <laughs> oh. That's what you uh, do. Yeah, I mean, it was simple and easy. Um, one of them I played was uh, just a simple kill scenario. You know, just be last man standing type thing. Um, there's, like, grab objectives and stuff. Um, hold, be the person with the most control points at the end of round five, hmm. and you win. Uh, and playing on a 30 by 30 board, things that have a speed 7, get there and get done. So, um, that was the only thing I heard that I had a little bit of issue with. Why would they make it 30 by 30 when there are already 3 foot by 3 foot mats out there in abundance for other games? Yeah. Um, the reason why is because a standard card table is 30 by 30. Okay. That is that is fair. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy and I do love that uh, it has a lot of terrain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says you need this many line of sight blocking terrains, this many obstructions, this many walls. So it's like 10 pieces of terrain in a 30 by 30. Wow, that's a, that's a lot of terrain for a game that small. I mean, it's not like bad because honestly, having played Malifaux a lot, which is similar, mm-hmm. actually even less model count, you tend to play with a bunch of terrain. I like the terrain. Yeah. I think it makes a game more interesting. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and, it, and it's, it's opened up a lot more 3D terrain stuff too. Yeah, I think yeah. the only issue is that people. I mean, that's always when you go to a game store. That's the biggest problem. Do they have enough terrain for all the tables? Well, you got to bring your uh, own, I guess. You know. Sure, <laughs> but not everyone could do that. So it, it's true. it's one of those things I look at. Like you know, mm-hmm. you made a game at smaller scale with higher terrain density. It's like hmm, interesting. It's just something I think about. Yeah, like but I mean, War Machine terrain yeah. doesn't have to be big. I mean, a wall, you know, is a few inches. You could do a force that's like three inches, you know, stuff like that. So it doesn't have to be huge. Plus, with the uh, with the skirmish, the actual skirmish uh, mechanics of it, you can bring all those terrain pieces you wouldn't dare put on a forty k on, on a uh, standard board. You can put on now right. on a standard war machine board. You can bring all that crazy stuff. But I mean, <coughs> sorry, it was really good. Um, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you can get the rules for free. You got to buy the cards, so you can, the deck of cards, so you can use those. Uh, is it like uh, how much is how much is the cards on War Room? Uh, uh, if you buy bucks, ten bucks, something like that. Like nine bucks to buy all the nice. Company of Iron. So I mean, yeah, on, I, on the form. I've got a new map. But the John breaking up. So I didn't want to say ten bucks. Am I? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You're good. You're solid now. Okay. Must be your Switch thing again. Um, but the cards I'm talking about is the deck of cards that you play with. And okay. You have to buy that deck of cards. And if you... I bought it at War Machine Weekend for 15 uh, bucks, oh, Okay. And I got the rules for it for free in printed form. Oh, that's... Yeah. Don't they sell them online, too, on the, on the PP website? I think so. I think you can actually PDF them and print them or whatever. I'm not sure. Let's find out, shall we? Yep. Um, so I highly recommend it if you want a good fun game. This is a game that you can play with like your kids too. If you have any younger kids that can't play War Machine, 
because of the complexity of it, this would be a perfect one. Uh, Erica's all in on this, which is I think is funny because she has the individual's like, this is fun. I could do this every weekend or a few <laughs> times a week. Oh. Which is good because they, War Machine needed that. Uh, Privateer Press needed a game that some people can play that was miniature-based but still kept the feel and what they need. Hey, Kathy, can you put your hands down a little bit so we can see what you're doing? What are you working on? I am working on Bone Snapper. Just this dude with the mohawk who has a bolt gun. Oh, okay. Welcome uh, to Prestigious Weapon back for those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I- and yeah, the Company of Iron rules and card deck is on the PP website for 15 bucks if you want it. Yeah. Which is super cool. Yeah, super cheap. You use your own models. There's no Warcasters, no Warlocks, uh, no Heavy Jacks, and you know, no large, no larger Colossals. Um, so it's just like Solos um, and you know, small base, medium and small base stuff. Um, so it's worth it. I highly recommend it. Give it, you know, plenty of thumbs up. No problem. Um, so with that said, let's do our Ask Kathy question. So if you're in the chat channel and you want to ask Kathy a question, please type it in there. And <laughs> we will ask her because I have our first question, which was from on our Patreon um, page. And that was from our good friend... Ooh, come on, load up quicker. Was it, was it Congo? Yeah, it was actually Congo. Congo <laughs> wants to know if you're a Signaran spy. Yes. Okay. I mean, no. I mean, So we have to kill her. I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, I, I have not played uh, War Machine, so I'm looking forward to learning more about this game. I have played... Uh, uh, Blood Bowl was my gateway game into uh, miniature wargaming. Mine too. Led to uh, 40k and then fantasy. But I have not yet played uh, War Machine Hordes, although I love Trollkin, Trollbloods. Oh, oh, that's the gateway there. There you go. Well, while we're talking about the Trollbloods, Kathy, whenever we get the model to her, the model should be painted up this month is the barrel, the pig barrel rider uh, exclusive model at War Machine Weekend to give away on the podcast. Oh. Yeah, that one looks like fun. Super legit. So she'll that's the model we'll be giving away at the end of the month for our 15 plus guys. Uh, which talking about that, um, the person that did win um, the uh, Gorman was Aaron Stone, by the way. Yeah, Aaron. Won the uh, Gorman painted by Seth. Seth's last model for us. Um, so next month will be the Pig Barrel Rider, or this month I should say. Um, so November. Yep. So if you want to be part of it, make sure you go ahead and give us uh, your fifteen dollar level. I want one painted. I have to get something painted by you, Kathy. But I just got to figure out what I want to give you and pay you for it. <laughs> I, I'm broke. All right. Our next question: Empire or Rebel? Uh, Rebel. Yeah! Scum. What can I say? No. <laughs> uh, and I have no clue what this one is. Guild or criminal? Guild or criminal? Is that a Malifaux thing? I guess it could be. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, if it is, I'll go with Malifaux. I mean, if it's, if it's Lady Justice, um... I want to paint her so bad. 
I, I want yeah. that box set. You know, I painted it for... So a friend of mine was lending me his uh, his crew, and it was Lady J and uh, a bunch of marshals. And uh, so I painted his... Uh, while I had them in my possession, I, I, I painted her. So... Sweet. For him. I didn't tell him. I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. It fell into some paint. <laughs> in all the Just right ways. In all the perfect <laughs> ways. Which, uh, that, if, if I were going to get into it, I'd do Lady Jane and the Marshalls just because it's those models are cool looking. I have some Marshalls in a box sitting up there, but uh, when second edition came out, I picked up a box of uh, Hired Swords because that looked like fun. And um, I haven't had a chance to play. I assembled them, I primed them, and then I got a job that sucked up all my time, much like you, John. <laughs> yeah. um, but now I'm back to uh, uh, painting miniatures uh, for a living, so I have way more time for that now. I just need to find some, uh, some gamers that are local to me that will play with me. The, the Vickies are full of fun shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, will... if I were to ever play Malifaux, it would be Lady Jane the Marshals, because I just love the models. Them standing on the coffins and stuff like that. I don't that feel like to... I could limit myself to just one crew, because I really like the Neverborn. I always have. So I feel like I would have to, I would have to try out... Uh, some of that stuff. I, I, I probably would, but I mean, limiting on buying stuff, I would have to definitely just limit myself going, oh, I would play just these guys, because it would... Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I just like the way they look, which also, talking about that, John, are you going to do a uh, review of the app? Review of the app? Yeah, I can do a review of the app. I had a little bit of that at work. <laughs> I, I, I bought the cards before I left home because uh, I knew I'd have time at work because while I have to be at work a long, long time from now on I'll be lumber chase row it's going to be not as horrific as this last week it'll be a lot of normal days with lots of periods of downtime for me to look at stuff thank goodness Yeah. so, so you're going to do that probably on their minis and movies I think John just crashed. No, I can do it right now. No, I'm oh. still here. Oh, your video was like you you were yeah. standing there. Your mouth was wide open, just waiting in there. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. Here in spirit. I can't tell what it is because uh, I pulled it out of my. I'm not using my USB hub anymore. It's plugged directly into my computer. Hmm. So it's got to be something else. Maybe I'll check see what the roomie was doing while we we're casting. Maybe she's uh -huh. crazy. Streaming okay. Netflix. Oh, I'm sure she is. <laughs> or YouTube videos, but it shouldn't affect us like that. It's, yeah, yeah. It's weird. They're supposed to have fixed that problem. Well, can you do... Do you want to do it on mini-movies, or do you want to do it on here? I'll do it here. I'll do it, okay. it real quick here now. Um, right. It is a good, solid app. Um, it does not show the cards as they look to you normally, which is a little weird. You actually have to click on things to show the individual abilities, hmm. which I'm not as big of a fan of as, say, War Room, where uh, I don't want to read this text. I just want to click, see the card, go to the part. Mm -hmm. um, but $10 for all the cards is amazing. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, it's a You're little... Right. For other stuff. Go ahead. 
You said amazing, and it was amazing. I, I think John oh, was man. replaced by a robot. <laughs> I was not, but uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty good. Alexa, a little clunky, maybe a little uh, counterintuitive, uh, but perfectly functional, very solid, and great price. And honestly, with the with the the hard part out of the way, it'll only get better. So yeah, if you're playing Malifaux, though, I recommend yeah. it. They'll fix all those bugs and stuff. Can you um, can you use it like tournament? No, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's actually when I when you start doing scenarios, it starts with gaining grounds, which is the Malifaux version of uh, Steamroller. Gotcha. Uh, you can you can change it around how you want to do it. Even it's like, do you want to break the normal rules for making whatever? It it's very solid, but like I said, a little clunky for the interface. Gotcha. Um, but I think that just will change as you get used to using it. Um, I gave it two thumbs up. Get it if you're interested in Malifaux. Uh, a lot of guys already have uh, started being like, "There's a look. There's my cards all in the trash can now." I'm not going to go that far because I know oh, how no. battery power goes. But uh -huh. uh, it is a good supplement for it and lets you. I could be at work now and just go through and like, "What does this guy do?" Oh, that's what he does. Okay, cool. Nice, nice. That's good. Yeah, it um, seems like that would be a supplement that I would use in addition to cards, especially at a tournament. Well, yeah, I might not bring all the upgrade cards, because they're all in there, so I don't necessarily need to have those all like in triplicate or whatever for the guys, but, uh, like I said, definitely legit. Uh, pick it up. Kathy, it looks like you're working on uh, things, and you're filing off, I'm guessing, nubs and, you know, getting everything ready. Hey, are I'm you... It's super exciting. Are you a <laughs> painter that piecemeals it or do you paint the whole model together at one you know it depends on how it looks like it's going to go together like if there's a lot of uh things that are going to go across other things i will sometimes leave parts off and paint them separately like i always when i was doing space marines would leave the backpack off and paint it separately from the guy and then uh i would make sure that i had just uh plastic to plastic when i'm you know gluing them together Mm -hmm. after everything's done you know and also I always had uh, you know how the uh, the ones have the uh, bolt gun that's across the chest and he's holding mm -hmm. it in both his hands uh -huh. and I would leave that arm off when I painted it so that I could paint the chest as well and then uh, and I'm doing like hand motions here that I know any no one can <laughs> see I know which <laughs> but yeah so I will paint some in pieces. Although these guys, at least the one I'm working on right now, looks like he's he's he has a pretty open stance. Nothing's going to be going across anything else. So uh, I should be able to just glue him together and and go, um, and even just glue him onto his base and you know paint him as is. And I should be able to reach everything, which is cool. But his head is so tiny compared to the rest of his body. <laughs> His face is so tiny. It's it's amusing. So, what do you usually do? You do like when you're primer? Are you a can or are you airbrush or a paint with paintbrush primer? I like to use Badger Airbrush's Steinal Res primers. <laughs> they come in a variety of colors. What <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so I have like I mean right next to me I have I have a rust color that I love to use I use that on my guild ball stuff um, 
they don't make it anymore, of course, because it's my favorite one. Um, instead of rust, they now have uh, a dark brown, which is also actually a really cool color. Um, white, obviously, and black and gray. Uh, they have this uh, green color. I love the yellow, so naturally they discontinued that one too. Um, but of I have course. several tiny bottles because when Badger has a booth at a convention, they have uh, a box of uh, free samples. So you can stop by and pick a color and try it out. And I obviously, what bottle of that? You shoot it through the uh, airbrush, but I like to just brush it on. Um, and that's what I did with all my Guild Ball stuff. I I have something I was working on here. You can see the color. I just brushed this on. This is an angel from a nativity scene that I'm kind of working on. I don't know how that comes across, but it started out as uh, as just that rust-colored primer that I brushed on. Well, I mean, I I've noticed sweet. that's a lot of a lot of people are going away from tans to the airbrush or the paint-on primers. There's still a lot of people that are uh, that use the rattle cans, which is fine. I mean, you know, yeah. if you've got some Reaper bones and you wanna you wanna shoot the Krylon or the Rust-Oleum over those, I mean, that's that's fine. I had a guy who who I was painting his Blood Bowl team, and he handed me the can of his favorite primer to use for them. He's like, "Here, use this primer." Okay, it was just this Krylon. Uh, primer that adheres to plastic really well. I was just kind of curious because, like I said, I've noticed some people are starting to use the airbrush primers a lot now, or the paint-on primers, which yeah. I thought was interesting. Well, I, I'll tell you, uh, uh, Jim loves running that stuff through the airbrush, and he'll do like a, a black, and then he'll dust over it with what lately they're calling zenithal priming. Yep. Which yep. is you're directing uh, directing it from the top down with a, a gray and then a, a white over that just to pick out all the details. And now you have your values established. Uh, for the most part, you have darks, you have lights, you have you know medium tones. And, uh, and then you can go in with your colors over that. And there's your first free lesson from Kathy. <laughs> Zenithal priming. Which, you... Have you decided what you're going to do for your first video? You know what? I'm going to um, make bases. I'm starting from the ground up. Okay. As, as I'm calling it. And, uh, and we're just going to... Uh, we're going to make some gaming bases. The, uh, the, the old-fashioned way. Like my pappy used to say. Um, <laughs> awesome. So we're going to use cork. We're going to use sculpey. We're going to use sand and gravel. And uh, and I'll just show you uh, how I put that stuff together to make uh, some fun uh, fun bases. Of course, I, let's see. Do I have any? I have a few that are. I have a couple that are uh, painted. I have one that's not painted. So so this is on a square base. Uh, this is the base. I used uh, cork and sculpey and. A piece of actual wood. Oh, actual and wood. Actual wood, and uh, obviously this is a 25 millimeter round. And again, that's uh, cork, sculpey, sand, gravel, piece of wood. 
um, this is this is one uh, this is a 40 millimeter and there's a little sheet of cork what we like about cork is it kind of gives a, a texture of rocks and uh, and then we throw some sand and gravel we just glue that around the edges this top part is a piece of Sculpey and the design in it I don't know if you can yes, catch it. the design Sorry, you can see it yeah, absolutely that's a uh, uh, green stuff world I don't know if anybody's heard of them they make some great products for basing and they have these texture rollers oh yeah there are these the clear acrylic rollers that have designs inlaid into them and when you roll them out on a sheet of Sculpey you get these these designs and then you just put that sheet of Sculpey you know on a like a ceramic tile or a, a baking sheet and put it in the oven and BAM you 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 can see how this one's kind of broken apart the edges are rough and we just like to break them apart and and glue pieces onto the to the base like that so we don't really use green stuff we use Sculpey or Super Sculpey or this is uh, Firm Sculpey which I, all, you know they all have different properties I've seen those rollers before and I've also seen the little mats because I have a friend of mine that does the green stuff the on his happy base Sipuku, Happy Sipuku, uh rubber molds yes mm -hmm. love and those and he likes to stamp the he stamps those on his I haven't I actually, tried any of that yet though I actually have I have some uh, bases. These are some I made for my uh, my guild ball. See the texture on those, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's their uh, the Happy Sapuku flagstone uh, mold. And what I did was I took a disc of green stuff and put it on the uh, on the base, and then I wetted. Yeah, you know, I put some water on the uh, on the mold, and I just pressed it down into it, and then I took a you know, a little dental tool and, and, you know, just to clean up some of the parts of the texture that didn't quite take. But, yeah, really easy way to make a nice textured base. Yeah, you can even use green stuff to make a mold of something and, and, and reproduce that on, like, if you want, like, little uh, uh, scatter bits and stuff. Oh, like little stamp kind of things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I haven't tried those, but yeah, those that's always been a cool idea. Yeah, someone someone said Happy Seppuku. Yeah, that's the name yes. of the company. Happy Seppuku. Exactly. Yes, there you look go, them, Fat Corby. Look them up online. They mm -hmm. make some great stuff. So, uh, your first video is going to be bases. Yeah. Um, that's actually and, pretty and, cool. And and all of that stuff, that's one of the things that that uh, I've always liked about making the models was was making the bases. I here's Here's a very rudimentary uh, model that I did for like a 15-minute speed paint competition. Oh, but there was something they added at War Machine Weekend. Sorry, didn't but, mean to interrupt. But you can see that's oh, fine. You can see the uh, the cork on the base. Like it's not painted or anything. There's no sand and gravel. It's just the this really coarse kind of uh, cork that they use for uh, like display boards. And I mean, there's. There's so many different things you can use for uh, for basing. We have boxes of just garbage that we've picked up. <laughs> They're really found art. Honestly, if you get a meat grinder and old plastic sprues, you can literally just grind them up into great little techie bits <laughs> or more of a futuristic thing. You just need to make sure you... Uh... We've, we've used sprues for uh, futuristic bases. Yeah, for sure. I haven't actually grinded them up. And... But... <laughs> yeah. 
you can just chop them up with your with your clippers if you want to, but the speed grinder's easier. You just to make sure you you shave off the. Uh, Jibby likes to put Games Workshop and copyrights and numbers on them. You just gotta shave those off, where it looks a little weird when it's on the final. Oh, for definitely, definitely. Um, going back, you know about the speed painting. That was something when they added to War Machine Weekend this week. Uh, this yeah. last time was a speed painting competition, uh, which is went over really, really well. So I think we're gonna have that again this year. Speed painting's uh, fun. Yeah. It's super legit. Yeah. So, with that, we are actually into our media section, which is really good. I don't mind. Oh, but There was yeah. one thing you wanted to bring up during the cast that you have forgotten to get to. What's what did that? I get to? You forgot to talk about the GW uh, paint holder thing that you wanted to uh, talk about. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yeah. Because we did do that. Um, I personally have not used the GW paint holder. Uh, model holder to paint models which I've been looking for something like that so who has used it? I haven't used it but I've seen it it is pretty legit um, I didn't get it because a uh, friend of the show Madness Minis Chris Wells makes uh, this is just part of it this is just a wooden dowel with blue tack that I put on uh -huh. there so I stick the model to the top so I can hold this instead of putting my hands over the model and paint however I want uh, and he makes holders for ten of them but that thing's really reusable and has a much better variety of models it can hold. If you do, if you're painting a single model at a time, it is all you would need. So, I have uh, this is my secret. This no. is a bottle cap, and <laughs> this model is blue tacked to it. I also have dowels that I have cut to this length. And I pin models to that because I pin models to all my decorative bases, <laughs> anyways. So, so they're going to be, yeah. So easy to hold. I mean, it's not as ergonomic as the uh, the GW one, where it doesn't like fill your hand up like, you know, like something like this, where there's a jar, where he's blue tacked to that, so that's bigger. You know, so you don't need to necessarily, yeah. You don't need to necessarily go out and buy a special thing. You've probably got things around the house that you can attach models to. But I mean, it doesn't to me, it requires less less extra accoutrement. I mean, in fact, like, what we talking about it. Yeah. And he says it beats out of the poster tack on a paint pot or you know whatever. Um, but it, to me, it looks really big. Uh, Corby, how big is that in your hand? I mean, because it looks like it looks really wide. When I look at it and I see it online, and I've never seen one in a store, so I haven't been able to pick it up. But I'm curious to see how big it is, because I mean, I actually have big hands, but I'm just kind of curious at how big it is. <laughs> what are you giggling for? I was going to show this off while we're waiting. I'm just tittering a bit. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that Madness Mini's made for me. Um, is that in? Uh, is that in? Uh, burned wood. It's or is that pink foam? It's just regular wood. It's wood. I mean, your holder. I love it. Yeah, it's just that. The wood, it's wood also. He made it right out of wood. On. Um, he made another one. I have another one downstairs that has 15, and it's uh, these are 30 millimeters rather than uh, 25 because it's a little better like for holding yeah, bigger yeah. bottles. Your um, hand won't it's great. cramp up. Yeah. Yeah. How, Super cool. Also, it's good to transport them, too. I can get these around, just put them in a box. They don't... They move around a little bit, but not too much. So, so uh, it's pretty how, legit. Hold on a second, guys. Uh, Corby says that things about like uh, an inch and three-fourths wide and about two and seven-eighths inch tall, which, if you look at it on their website or the things I've seen, it looks much bigger than that. 
Yeah, it's not that big. Yeah, which. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't buy ten of them, but yeah, if you're painting a single model, it's great. I, I I've seen it. It's it's a good size for uh, for for you. I would say definitely. And like I said, if you're painting a single model all the time, it's great. It's just you know. It, I heard uh, on Facebook. I heard somebody say that it was top heavy, so he drilled out the top and filled it with sand. Okay, that's Ooh. a really, really so, good idea. You know, if you find that yours is top heavy, you may try that fix. Hmm. All right, we got about about ten or thirteen minutes. Let's go and go to the uh, media section. Media section. Media Yay, section. Media. Come on. All right, I'm gonna have to fix the camera a bit because everybody's got different things that they're doing now. Um, Kathy, can you switch over to your other camera so we can see your face while we do this? Yeah. John, put your arms down. No John, way. Arms down. I'm raising the roof. <laughs> raising the roof. <laughs> <laughs> the all roof. Out. The, roof got... the roof is on fire. <laughs> we're going to talk about a certain movie. No spoilers. No spoilers. Thank goodness, because I have not seen it. Oh my god. So Kathy, if you haven't seen it, do you have a movie you want to talk about before we get started on the movie that we want to talk about? Well, I did see uh for the first time uh Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Uh-huh. Um which was just freaking hilarious. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. Uh, that was our that was our Halloween viewing cuz we always have to uh leave the city for Halloween because it's we hate kids. No, we don't hate kids. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I really amazing. don't like giving out candy to people who knock on my door in uh, Chicago. Um, so Can't just turn yeah, so, so we go around. Here. That means don't around. We go out to the suburbs um, and uh, and watch movies with our friends while while they answer the door and give kids candy. Fair. <laughs> so, uh, so Tucker and Dale versus Evil, um, satirical. I mean, it was it was kind of a spoof on horror movies, and uh, oh my god, I just loved the misunderstanding between the college kids and the rednecks. It just, it was super clever. Uh, it's pretty. Awesome. And it, it it rated up there with Cabin in the Woods as as the perfect kind of silly but gory, you know, movie to watch on Halloween. I'm looking forward to uh, a Christmas horror story again. The Canadian film is on <laughs> Netflix. Well, I haven't seen that. I might have to see if I can check it out. But I have to show the roommate uh, another classic Christmas movie. Leave the weapon. Uh Yes. I, I showed her Die Hard last year. This year, Lethal Weapon. Fair enough. So, Kathy, how many shots of Kraken do you have to have to watch that movie? One, because it'd be nice to just, you know, be warm and cozy. <laughs> That's exactly what I gave it to. <laughs> just enough to cause it an issue. Yeah. yeah. Just enough yeah. to get by the tiny bit of awkwardness that comes occasionally and just... just just cruise on through. So, alright. So, Kathy gave her first rating. John and I both have a movie that we both saw. So, we're going to yep. talk about Thor Ragnarok. 
Fuck yes. <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm just going to go. This is going to be a spoiler free, but I'll tell you the first like five, ten minutes of it. I was sitting there and I was like, hell yeah, bitches. This is what I wanted to see from Thor. Yeah, if you're listening to this in the future and you're uh, deciding whether or not you want to watch Thor Ragnarok uh, on some sort of video service, if you're in for the first five minutes, you're good. If for some reason you're not, this is not the movie for you, eject. I was in for the trailer. Yeah, then you're in. I mean, so, yeah. most people are yeah. going to be in. It, it. It's exactly what you think from that. Um, like we said with, um, like you said with Cabin in the Woods and Dale and Tucker vs. Evil, every time you think it's going to be scary, it goes to comedy instead. Every time you think this movie is going to get down and depressing, it goes to comedy instead. Nice. Nice. Um, I, it, I would say to a fault it does that, but it's not a big fault. There, there were some times I was like, okay, we're going to get serious. Oh, here comes the joke. Yeah, you see it coming yeah. at one point. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like this is more a, a defense mechanism versus DC, because DC, DC could have used a little help into this in some of their movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like it, but it's consistent. It's not like it does it hit or miss. It is consistent through the entire movie, which makes it okay. Um, I could pick a ton of nits with this movie, but it just ain't worth it, because it was a good time. Um Everyone agrees Korg is the best character. <laughs> and Korg is actually voiced by the director of the movie, which is awesome. Hmm. See, I didn't know who... I was, I was wondering who that was, and I was like, who is that voice? Uh, there's a ton of cameos, most of them all in one scene, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is it's a great, fun movie. You will enjoy the heck out of it. If you don't enjoy the heck out of it, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was some. This is our kind of movie. Yes, it was very, it was very entertaining. You didn't have to know about the characters to know anything about it. There wasn't. You didn't have to watch the. You didn't have to watch the previous two. Best out of all three Thor movies to begin with. I would uh, agree. Um, yeah, I would definitely agree. It, it was. It was the most enjoyable of all three Thor movies. Yes. I think from a purely from a review standpoint, if I was to get technical and really deep in it. I really like the first one better, but this completes it as a trilogy. It's great. You see how Thorne has grown from that first movie to now. Yeah. And how he's changed, even in this movie, and there's a great scene with Thor and Loki that is the heart of those two, and it's, and it's good. Even, yeah. even though they're not trying to, like they don't really get so much, I'm not going to say it's like the feels, but it's definitely very good scene, and... and this movie's great. Go watch it. It is super fun. Jeff Goldblum plays Jeff Goldblum to a T. Oh. It's hilarious. <laughs> I would hope so. They, they don't need to make a character. It's like, here's your character, Jeff. Your character, Jeff Goldblum. Just make him very Jeff Goldblumy. Yes. <laughs> it was. It was really, really good. Uh, the characters were great. Uh, of course, special effects was on key. Um, comedy was great. Um, and if you're a Thor fan, every scene you see in the trailer that looked like it might have been trailer bait, because it was directly from a comic book, was actually in the movie and yes. pertinent at that point to the movie. I mean, there, there's times in there when you're you're seeing this some scenes, you're like, yeah, get it, you fuck yourself, bitch! You know, you're just like, <laughs> yes! 
Um, I, I would say the only actual criticism I could make is, man, I wish Carl Urban could have had more time and had a little more uh, depth as Scourge. But uh, yeah, that movie, I, I, it, it, this, if if any real problem with this movie is, it feels like it could have been two or three movies all in one. They this could have been like a, a series, you know, like here's your eight to ten episode hour long, you know, you you know, episode series of Thor. It could have been that. I'll tell you though, uh, Hella, Kate Blanchett's, oh man, yeah. Every every time she's on the screen, you're like, damn, she's a bad bitch. And I'll tell you right now, I was sitting there watching, and I was like, she is cool as hell, and I liked everything she said, but I was like, and she is sexy as hell in this movie too, because you're just like, this girl's got moves, she's got attitude, everything, and you're just like. Yeah. If you weren't she evil, was, I'd have a crush on you. <laughs> she was kind of a one-note villain, but it, she her note was understandable. And, man, I love how they just get people who chew the scenery as villains so often. Yes. Just like, just, I'm just going to chew the scenery. I'm going to go all in and be as, I don't want to say ridiculous, but as comic booky as I can be and just run with it. It's great. Oh, yeah. She was and amazing this is, in it. And this is very much more a Guardians of the Galaxy style movie than a uh, Earth style Marvel movie. That Correct. Was kind of the impression I got from the trailer. So yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely. It was very, very much. Uh, you could put it within the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, on that, there are actually two uh, after credit scenes. Yep. Uh, so stay stay through all that. I had to check it up before we got up. I'm like, uh, okay, two. Yeah. Um, I, I always had wait to look the end up, anyways, but yeah. I actually had to look up what one of the end scenes were. I was, like, a little confused, but it was okay. You, but you it, get the idea. You're like, I'm pretty sure I know what this is going to be. They set it up pretty well. Yeah, so we had to do that. Um, there was some good homage to other Marvel movies, or things mm-hmm. happening in the Marvel Universe. So <laughs> it, it definitely was in on those things. Mm-hmm. You know, you weren't just like, oh, I'm just not going to be able to do this. Or, oh, where'd that come from? You're like, no, you recognize it. It fits. Um, I, I, I'm actually going to go really weird with my rating, but I'll let you go. Um, I'm going to give it one shot of crack because you definitely want to loosen up a little bit because it's it's not going to be terribly serious. I mean, but the parts that are serious, if you really take them to their conclusion, are really kind of dark, but they don't run it that way. And the one shot will just keep you loose for the whole thing, keep you good. Okay. What do you think? All right. uh, I, I, I'm going to reverse it a different because while I, I agree with you on your assumption of one shot of Kraken just to keep you loose, I really think that you should take shots throughout the entire movie <laughs> just so you're like, hell yeah! And then make so, a shot. so you're <laughs> as silly as the people in the movie are? Yes. 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 Right on. This would uh, be a good drunk movie, absolutely. Yeah, a good... <laughs> I mean, every single time. I mean, just because it was a really good, fun movie, and it was like, that, and that was about it. Not sure. drinks so you can forget about it. Drinks so you can get a with it mm-hmm. type thing. Hundred <laughs> percent. It was an amazing, fun movie. Yeah. More than anything. Awesome, legit. And uh, and next week, uh, I have promised to Don Jamaris that I will review Justice League. I'm going to see it Thursday after work. Uh, it's actually getting pretty solid reviews. Good. Uh, you know, the villain, they say the villain's a little cookie cutter, and some of the, you know, the story's a little mediocre, but it's only two hours long, and the heroes are all great for me here, so 
Sounds good. I was, I had to see it anyways because I said to my buddy when I was watching Thor, I'm like, if I told the 12 year old John that there's a Justice League movie and I'm not seeing an opening day, he would punch me straight in the dick. <laughs> I really, really, really hope. For all the Justice League cartoons I watched as a kid, yeah. Yeah. I really <laughs> hope it's good. It's going to really, really irk me if it's not. I'm going to really well, get mad. You'll find out next week. I'm sure it'll be better than the other two movies I watched during this preceding two weeks that I'm sure I'll get to talk about at some point. Uh, actually, no, I'll do it right now. Bullet to the Head, uh, starring Sylvester Stallone at his worst accent, uh, <laughs> Unintelligible, and the Asian guy from the Fast and the Furious series. Don't watch it. <laughs> it's okay. not terrible. It's just not worth your time. It feels unfinished, and it's just not... There are a million better action movies to watch. Just find one of them and watch that instead. But you know what? The original Judge Dredd is not one of them. Watch that instead. That movie is much more enjoyable. Much more. If you, if, if you have to watch Sylvester Stallone at all. Yeah. Sylvester <laughs> Stallone, honestly, you should... I hate to say this. This is just bear with me. Watch him in a serious role. Watch First Blood. Watch... One of the first couple oh, Rocky first movies. Oh, first blood was good. Yeah. Watch Rambo, the last movie. Those are all great movies. If you're in an action movie thing, go for the last. Uh, go for the last uh, Rambo movie. That movie was great. Um, that's more his speed, as crazy as it sounds. Or just go straight ridiculous and watch like Judge Dredd or Over the Top or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other movie I watched on uh, Netflix was uh, Man with the Iron Fist Two. My review. <sighs> Uh oh. Uh oh. That's me facepalming for those of you at home. Um, yeah, no, don't just watch it. It's just not worth it. I mean, they get a lot of they get a strong cast to go with the RZA, but it's it's not bad. It's not good. Again, it's it's mediocre. There are a ton of better kung fu movies, whether they're just absolutely silly, ridiculous fun, or greater, better kung fu moves. This movie is just like. It was a thing that started too slowly and moved too slowly throughout it. it just That's so sad. Watch yeah. anything with Jackie Chan. Absolutely. Any of the old Jackie Chan movies. Uh, my favorite go-to kung fu movie is actually um, kung Iron kung. Monkey. No, Iron <laughs> Monkey. Dude, I love Kung Pao. Don't you dad not be <laughs> Kung Pao. I love Kung Pao. But kung Iron Fu Monkey, Hustle. Hustle's great. But Iron Monkey is my go-to martial arts movie. A little bit of silly, great action. Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen's awesome. Only about an hour and 45 long. Doesn't overstay its welcome. Just boom, boom, done. That's a great movie. Watch that instead. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there you go. Gonzo, I watch movies. Are you happy? Yes, I'm happy. <laughs> Alright guys, so let's recap. Um, Kathy, welcome to the podcast. Yay! Oh, thank honor. you. Thank you. So it's happy been fun for this first uh, um, couple hours. So, with that said, uh, Kathy will be working on your video, guys, if you're at the $5 level. Uh, should we talk about bases? John's minis and movies, what are you going to be working on? Uh, I am talking about this time, uh, God, what movie is next? Ant-Man is next for the movie, and uh, the topic is, you've decided not to get out of a game. What's a good way to take a break from a game while you're waiting to uh, for things to sort of get together so you can jump back in? Like going from like a Mark 1 to Mark 2 or Mark 2 to Mark 3 type thing? Or, or like you're sitting there, Mark 3's come out, you've decided you need a break before you jump back in. 
how do you make sure you take the right break? What do you do in the meantime? Cool, baby. Um, when I took a break, oh, we'll discuss that later. Yeah. Maybe we can do a, <laughs> maybe y'all can do a minis and movies together one time. Oh, team up. Oh, my gosh. A team up. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, I will also, and I'm going to try my hardest this week, guys. I'm going to try to get y'all a bonus video out. I'm going to review um, the Dark Souls board game. Oh, shit. Um, oh, cool, yeah. Uh, and try to get out. And it'll be a video one. I'll definitely put it out as an audio, but I definitely will show the miniatures off. Yeah. So, with that said, here's oh, our sign oh. out. What, what, I'm what? going to, you know, over the course of the week, I'm going to also post pictures of my progress with uh, the Goliath gangers on our uh, Facebook page. Oh, sweet! sweet. So look for that, guys. Uh, Kathy will be putting up the Goliath gangers on our Facebook page so you can see all of her progress. Which she has really taken to post on our Facebook page, which I really appreciate, because that <laughs> gives me so I don't have to like rush every single time uh-huh. to get stuff up. Um, so again, Kathy, thanks for joining the podcast. And with that, we'll be signing out. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Good night, people. If you're not dancing, you're wrong. I feel like that was like Hard Rock Coco and Joe. You guys don't know what I'm talking about, do you? Because you don't live in Chicago. I didn't grow up in Chicago, but Hard Rock Coco and Joe Google it. Christmas thing in Chicago. Fair enough. <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. You know what? I feel like you're, you're being the uh, the chipmunk from Caddyshack. Uh, oh, what yeah. Doing? I'm alright. Nobody right. worry about me. <laughs> With my size, I'm actually the chipmunk from Caddyshack, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 